Welcome to the Sports Girly Podcast, your home for snackable sports for the girlies that kind of care. Welcome back to the Sports Girly Podcast, where we kind of care, we know a little bit, maybe we know nothing, maybe we know a lot about sports and we just want another girly to talk about sports with, and that's why we're here. So glad to be back with you guys again this week. We are on episode 18. The fact that I've been doing this for almost 20 episodes is crazy to me and I'm so excited. I just feel like it just gets better and better. I feel more confident and hopefully you're getting some good information at the same time. Like this isn't really about me. This is about you and really diving into like that sports girly that you truly are and you just need a little push, need a little information, need someone a cheerleader of such to hype you up. And that's who I am. I'm the sports girly cheerleader here to make sports more interesting for you and for me. As always, this episode is sponsored by Z-Biotics. If you haven't already, like I highly recommend, I said this last week, but we are going to be pulling it up all summer. We're going to outdoor concerts. We're going to be tailgating. We're going to be barbecuing. We're going to be drinking frozen margaritas. Maybe that's just me, but if you are like me and you want to do any of those things, Zbiotics is a must before you even take a sip of alcohol. I'm telling you, they work wonders. And in order to be just as excited about it as I am and really just be on your soapbox for this product, you go to Zbiotics, which is zbiotics.com forward slash sports girly. So Z B I O T I C s.com forward slash sports and then the girly as in like it's girly so g-i-r-l-y 10 and yeah thanks for supporting the podcast i truly truly appreciate it so let's get into it what 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 have i been up to since i last talked to you well okay so sunday I took my son to his first dance recital. Now, I have been to a many a dance recital. I have been on the performing side of said dance recitals. But I was trying to think about it when he was running around the lobby and like, you know, and during intermission and when he just couldn't sit still anymore. Like, have I ever been sitting in the audience of a dance recital? I don't think I ever have because I was always performing or my sister was always performing. We never actually went to any. So, that was fun. Um, obviously we really couldn't get him to stay in the room and sit still for two hours. That would be insane. But we got to see our little friend perform her little like hula dance and it was just so cute. Like she, she knew everything that was happening. So it was fun and it was nice. Like, you know, you got to culture your kids. Like they, they need sports. They need arts. They need education. They need to be well-rounded. These kiddos these days. I can't really speak for the growing kids at this point, but what I'm seeing, I don't know that I'm liking all of it, you know? So I'm doing my best to make my child cultured as best I can and not just live in a sports household, which is just by default how it's going to be. So we did that and then I watched that movie Air on, I think it's on Prime, it's basically the Nike movie documentary with Ben Affleck and um, Viola Davis. And I'm trying to think if there's any other names that I can just like pop off, like that pop out to me, but I can't. The movie was great. Now I got some mixed reviews. Like 
they kind of left some things up for interpretation or like they could have dived deeper into some other things but the grand like like the story at the end the moral of the story is what I'm trying to say was that Michael Jordan is still getting paid for every shoe with his name on it and I think he gets was it one percent five percent something like that what's crazy is that that never happened before Michael Jordan's mom like put that into action and the way Viola Davis like explains it like on the phone like you're just like it takes you back to the movie The Help in some ways like you just see her just like fighting for what's right standing in her kitchen on her you know corded phone and there's something about a mom in the kitchen like you just got some power that like you can make anything happen so that was probably my favorite scene of the movie but that beyond that like Nike today like yes Michael Jordan's like getting some of that money but like if you didn't know Michael Jordan's a huge gambler so like it's probably just like cushioning his habit but if he was actually getting like his fair share like the amount of money he'd be making from like any shoe with Michael Jordan or like Air Jordan or whatever on it insane can't even don't even want to think about it um but then I was thinking too like I I really like Ben Affleck as an actor there have been one no two other movies oh and they both were times that I was on a flight so I wouldn't have like seeked these movies these movies out any other time but um yeah and my husband was asleep during both of them and I'd keep looking over and being like oh my god oh my god and it was the accountant with Ben Affleck super good it's like a spy like action drama and then Gone Girl which I know most people have probably seen that movie but I hadn't until about a year and a half maybe two years ago and it was good and Ben Affleck was so good in them so I don't know I just never give him a chance but and then of course he he played Phil Knight in the Michael Jordan like the Nike movie and I had no idea Phil Knight and this might just be the way they interpreted him and you know CEOs creators of companies things like that they're always a little like quirky but I had no idea that Phil Knight like he doesn't carry himself that way in my opinion or what I predicted the creator of Nike would act like but he's just walking around the office without shoes on he's just kind of like a free spirit guy which maybe that's just the way they interpret him in the movie but I learned something new about Phil Knight whether it's true or not that's how I'm going to remember him but yeah that's really kind of all I did was kind of watch the movies uh play with my kiddo we did a lot of like family activities we did some other stuff too that like is not crossing my mind at the minute but as you may know if you've seen on Instagram I am single mom in it the rest of this week my son's also been sick with like some sort of stomach bug so like yuck but enough about me let's get into it we're gonna start with our five sports highlights of the week that you need to know all right our first story of the day is gonna be a little NFL news so I don't know if you saw my Instagrams, Instagrams, I sound so grandma, but if you saw on Instagram, I did a little quick clip, little reel for you guys on what OTAs are, organized team activities. That is held right now. Every team, their like timeline and how long these are. I mean, a lot of that is really like dictated by the NFL because like you have players unions, things like that. But for the most part, every team's doing those this week. And really what it is, is it's like an optional sort of kind of not really like off-season program. And they'll do like some conditioning. They might do like some like minor skills like things. And it's not 
technically like an official practice again like the nfl is regulating these types of things they can only wear helmets for i think like a portion of the day and i think they can only practice for about two hours a day but that all being said what they'll do is they'll like it's mostly rookies so they're going to be going over the playbook and then once they what they've learned in the playbook they'll at the end of the day bring in the veterans put them up against the rookies doing some of these playbook things they've just gone over and see like who can stay who's going to go because in the NFL you have a 53 man roster of active players and right now a team might have you know a words of 20 more than that and so you kind of got to dwindle that down move some people around little like little game of chess I guess so that's what's going on this week Um, a lot of media coverage during uh, OTAs you'll get this is really the first time that you're going to get to see people that were in the draft you know in like practice uniforms like on the field with other people on their team so it's a big deal for these guys and it really gives them the opportunity to see like do they have what it takes to stand up next to these vets and make the roster so that's going on right now so if you hear about that that is what that's all about and it's just it's one of those things that like really kind of like tells you football is on the way um number two we've got the WNBA is in full swing and Britney's Griner Brittany Griner's first game back was the most watched WNBA game of all history on cable in the past 24 years which is great it's amazing now let's also keep in mind like how many people actually still have cable not that many but that also makes me think that a lot of bars are also showing these games and for bars to be showing women's sports is always a positive we got to spread the wealth and I don't know if you've seen on the news there have been and maybe it's just kind of like the content that I'm fed on the internet but there's a bar in Portland called the sports bra and all they show are women's sports like every tv in there it is women's sports all the time in Portland I think that's a great place for you to be popping up a business like that I don't know if every market would be as, as successful but good for them and then, so that game that Brittany Griner was playing in it was against the LA Sparks. And their uniforms are very similar to like the Lakers because like we've talked about it, like these are the women's team and the men's team are like a package deal as an ownership. So you kind of like make things like matchy matchy, which a sports girl loves, loves color contrast, loves matchy, that sort of thing. So what's crazy is the LA Sparks were peeved, that's a good word, that they didn't sell out. They're like, we're the LA Sparks. Brittany Griner's playing against us and we didn't sell out the arena. And Charles Barkley said something about this, call it the college women's bracket, you know, with Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark and the kind of like taunting back and forth and how that was kind of drawing attention to that and not so much like good women's basketball. I'm going to say that that's the same, a very similar scenario that's happening right now in that like LA Spark situation because just be excited that it was the most watched game on cable in 24 years not get hung up over the fact that you didn't sell out every single seat so and the LA Sparks won the game so I don't know why we're bitching but you know you can let's play devil's advocate if a man was doing this like saying the same thing like I can't believe we didn't sell out the arena I think you would have a lot of people not quite have as much it wouldn't make news as much as it's making news for women we're just trying to get our own we're trying to get our peace you know what i'm saying 
So, I don't know. I think it's just going to be, it's like men are from Mars, women are from Venus. It's always going to be just like a battle of the sexes. And especially in sports, I think it's going to be kind of the narrative going forward. A little follow-up story for you. Our third story this week is going to be about hockey. So, we've been kind of following the Ottawa Senators and their ownership situation. Ryan Reynolds is out. Looks like the weekend is out. And this is taking a lot longer, I think, than most ownership situations. I mean, the Suns, they had a bit of a different scenario where that owner was more or less, like, politely told, like, please be gone. Um, Just for, like, toxic work environments and other things like that. But, so that one was a quickie. But this one is taking a little bit longer, and Snoop Dogg is still in the running. So, like I said last week, it was probably going to go to some no-name millionaires. Well, they brought in a few more people. So, with Snoop Dogg's group, you have, like, a, a comedian, a Canadian comedian, a Canadian Olympian, Snoop Dogg, and then the guy holding the cash, basically. Uh, so, we'll see. I will keep you posted on if anything comes with that, and Snoop Dogg might be the owner of a hockey team, and for that we're excited. Another follow-up story, number four, we've got John Morant, who we've kind of followed. He's been waving his guns around and just acting a fool. While his shoe was removed from the Nike website this week, and no news on any sort of suspensions as far as the team, but then he, after that happened, he ended up posting some cryptic things on Instagram, like, you know, saying things about how much he loves his daughter and like all the you know how much he thinks his mom and then his last post was a picture of him and it said bye and so they had to do a welfare check on him uh yesterday so that was wednesday and he seems to be okay he just was more or less saying goodbye from instagram but and you'll hear a lot of like veteran players across all sports will say this that athletes today they really have are at a disadvantage in this regard as far as like the media because there is so much social media going on and like everyone can have opinions and everyone can have a platform like look this sports girlie's got a platform you know and that can be hard on athletes because it is as much of a physical game as it is a mental game and he does he just needs to get some help like he needs to focus on like what does he want to do like does he want to do hood rat things or does he want to play basketball and I think he needs to spend this offseason kind of reflecting on that and figuring out what his plan of action is going to be because I can't imagine like having all these naysayers and like people having an opinion about me and then based on like an action I made which is also part of the course when you sign up to be a professional athlete I'm not disregarding that but it does seem that people are a little softer these days. They can't really take criticism. They can't take someone saying something that they should improve on. And they really internalize that and don't take action and either change it or stand up for themselves and say, no, this is who I am and like take it or leave it. So on the topic of mental health and just kind of improving athlete mental health as a whole, the MLB this is our fifth story. The MLB has actually taken a really strong effort into improving mental health awareness and removing those stigmas and really speaking about it with other players. So they're coming into it from a perspective of mental health is like a bank account. Did y'all ever read like Bethany Frankel, like back at like, this is pre, no, this is post skinny margaritas, 
but she wrote a book called um skinny girl and it was a more or less a diet book and it had 10 rules in it and one of those rules was treating a diet like a bank account and i follow that and still think about that all the time the mlb is going at mental health in a very similar way so there are things that can withdraw from your mental health and the things that you can add to your mental health so you know if you're doing you know you're on social media looking at and you know people that you can compare yourself to and like you're not them or whatever these are things that you're obviously subtracting from your mental health things that you are adding to your mental health are you know maybe doing another hobby that you like other than baseball and when you are injured you aren't putting yourself down as much as you should that sort of thing and if you let's talk about like just baseball I think baseball it's a good place to start as far as mental health now every the NFL is doing things for mental health the NBA is doing things about mental health but One thing that is interesting about baseball players, if you're thinking about them as like an athlete, is they never really quite feel as though they have made it. Because like in the NFL, you've made the, I mean, yes, like right now we've got OTAs and you're trying to hit that, like get on that roster. But once you're a part of that active roster, you're not being like within the season, you're not being sent back to like the XFL or something. Maybe one day that could happen. I that's another tangent for another time um same with basketball like you're on that bench or you're on the court like and you could be in the g league but you aren't really you don't really go back to the g league every season if you just like aren't good enough like you end up just like not being a professional basketball player the mlb is different baseball is different in that you might start in baseball right out of high school and you kind of like worked your way up through like those farm teams. And then when you get injured, you go back to those farm teams and you kind of work your way back up to the, you know, to your major league team. If you know you need like more like conditioning, things like that. You could also just like not really be doing well in the majors and they might send you back down so you're always like the pressure is always on to make the home runs catch the balls like yes again this is their job but their jobs are not as secure as far as like wearing that particular jersey as in other sports if that makes sense so mental health as a focus for the MLB I think is a great place for us to kind of test that theory or like test out different like concepts because they do mentally may have a harder time dealing with the struggles and things like that now this isn't always the case but a lot of times in the MLB you can get guaranteed contracts and whether you're hurt you get dropped from the team whatever it may be like you're getting your money honey so as much as you want to like I want to speak for them as far as like improving their mental health they at least have like the cushion of like having a little bit more financial security than someone in the NFL like we talked about a few weeks ago where like you might get drafted and then you can get cut from the team and literally only make like one paycheck which is just like from training camp and you'll you've got $1,800 in your pocket at most so you know there's that but that's really our five stories this week so We're going to go ahead and jump into our sports adjacent story of the week, which is about Simone Biles. I don't know if you've noticed, but she got married about two weeks ago. It's been kind of like a month long process. So her and her now husband, Jonathan Owens, who currently plays for the Green Bay Packers, 
they got married in the courthouse in Houston just to get like that part of it done. Everybody has to do that. It's like not glamorous to be honest. Like you go down there and like I remember wearing white but like no one was there with like some rice. No one was like congratulations. It was like sign here, pay here, you're done. But anyway, so she kind of like took people along in this journey uh, via Instagram. But so they had a courthouse ceremony, kind of had a f- cool photo shoot from that. And then about two weeks ago, they had a destination wedding uh, with, you know, gold medalists were there, NFL players were there, family, friends, you name it. And if you don't know, so Simone Biles, she has won 25 world champions in gymnastics, making her one of the most decorated gymnasts in the history of gymnastics. She's awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom by Joe Biden, and she's a gold medalist from the 2016 Summer Olympics, which I think is where most people kind of know her from. She's married to, like I said, Jonathan Owens, who he was an undrafted player in the 2018 NFL draft. The Arizona Cardinals picked him up as a free agent, and he was on that team until he got hurt. Then Houston Texans picked him up, and he actually got to play on the active roster through, like, 21, part of 22. I think he, oh, he, 22, he ended up getting signed to the practice roster. So, we're not going to dive too much into him, but I just wanted you to know that there is a little gymnast NFL love going on right now so Jonathan Owens did just sign in May to the Green Bay Packers and we will see how that goes so what I'm basically saying is we're really cheering for Simone Biles in a Green Bay Packers jersey her husband will probably not have a jersey in Dick Sporting Goods if that makes sense like he's just not like we're obviously rooting for him we want Jonathan to do well on the Packers we want him and Simone to like have a great life and her to be an NFL wife and get to do all those fun things that come along with it but we're really cheering on Simone Biles wearing a Green Bay Packers jersey because like that's gonna be fun now the Green Bay Packers like they don't really care about any of that stuff from what I gather like they're not really like diving into like oh we have this like celebrity wifey attached to our team that's not really like their their way of life and then obviously with everything with Aaron Rodgers and how he definitely does want to be in the spotlight but he's one of those like oh I'm I'm so shy you know I don't know like I don't see them really like using Simone as a platform to get Packers fans they're not struggling to get any fans by any means so that is your sports adjacent story of the week it's just something I wanted to kind of dive into but as the season unfolds we're going to see like what's Simone wearing like what are some of her cool like sideline outfits now interesting to note when you see those wives on the sidelines they're not getting to do that just because they're wives of the NFL you have to ask to get to stand there and sometimes they tell you no and sometimes you might only get to do it once in a season so she'll definitely get like her her moment but it won't be like an everyday occurrence and I also now that I'm thinking about it just because obviously being a Niners fan like I follow like Christian Juszczyk I'll never get that name right and Claire Kittle whose husband is George Kittle they hang out a lot like obviously during the season I don't I'm gonna kind of dive into that like how is Simone gonna like fit in with these like NFL wives I think just fine like being an athlete herself 
I think it'll be good. So, and that just about wraps it up for us. So, last week I did talk about how I was just kind of curious, like, I pondered really, like, why hockey and baseball really lack that celebrity fandom that we see in the NFL. And you could say basketball, too. Like, why is that? Is it because the sport itself leads to more fans in the NFL more than anything else? Or is it, you know, the lack of players make it easier to kind of, like, attach yourself to, you know, one of eight people on a basketball team or something versus, like, baseball? I don't even know how many people are on a baseball team. Too many to count. So, that was really kind of what I was pondering as a sports girly these days. Now, after doing a little bit of digging, you could say yes. So, individual star power is really a big differentiator in like football and basketball because there's a number situation as I kind of hinted at earlier and in hockey and baseball there's just like way more players and they're continuing to like contribute equally in the game so unlike in the NFL where you've got like a quarterback or you've got a running back those are the people you know most often sometimes the kicker And then in basketball, like, there's only, like, five guys on the court, so it's a lot easier to know, like, LeBron James is out there or, you know, Jimmy Butler's out there, whatever it may be. So fewer positions obviously lead to, or fewer impactful positions or higher impact positions, you're going to know more of those players. So by default, more attention ends up being on those particular players because they're making more plays, they're, you know, running with the ball more often, things like that. And in baseball, you could say, like, a pitcher could be the exception of that. And overall, like, in baseball, you probably do know who the who their star pitcher is. But another factor that you have to think about, too, is, like, sports as a popularity perspective. And football, it really is, like, the king of sports in the United States. So football and basketball are easily more exciting to follow on TV, which inherit you're going to get more people that are going to be fans and more people will know who those players are also advertising really plays into that too so if more people are watching football and basketball you're going to get more advertising revenue there you're going to get on tv more often and therefore the appeal of television really makes sports successful and that's why we know the people that we know so just a little theory that i was pondering last week and kind of wanted to wrap that up in a cute little pink bow for you guys so i hope you enjoyed this episode Thanks again for listening. As always, this podcast is sponsored by Zbiotics. Use sport uh, use forward slash sports girly ten to get ten percent off your purchase. And I will see you guys next week. Love ya. Bye.